We are just going to make do. And to help us do that, one of our favorite guests, Greg Cosell, executive producer and analyst for NFL Matchup, senior producer, NFL Films. Cosell, how is it going? This is an exciting time in the NFL. Not uh, sure is. Dawn, Ron, great to be with you guys, uh, as always, in my Thursday slot. And uh, Titans are off this week, which is a good thing. Uh, <laughs> it's a real good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just I, you cannot put into words how big an extra week is to get healthy in this league to sit back, make sure you get healthy. And especially for this Titans team that I, I feel like you probably had to to pay attention and look at more players than. Well, I know you have than any other team because of that revolving door injury wise that this Titans team has had. So. Finally, it seems like they're getting their key cogs back healthy at a, a perfect time. So yeah. let's start. Let's kind of start with that. Uh, when we look at that Texans game last weekend as a whole, especially offensively, that offensive line, again, another week with your starters and your guys together. What kind of a difference did you see from them up front in that game? And, Don, that's where you have to start. You have to start with the passing game because we know that they're going to run the ball and they're going to get Derrick Henry back and they'll run the ball well. Mm -hmm. But as we've discussed before, sometimes when you get to the playoffs, the run game doesn't quite work the same way as it does in the regular season. And they're very familiar with that because they have the Baltimore Raven playoff game from a year ago uh, on their resume. So, to me, the pass game was absolutely critical. And I think I think there's two things that must be executed well for the Titans offense to be effective in the playoffs. Number one, conventional play action. And by that, I mean with Tannehill under center, using the run game as the starting point and and then the play action working off that. That must be effective. And the other thing, which has now been effective both in the 49ers game and in this game against the Texans, is third down passing. Because no matter how well you execute your offense, you will get to third and long in in every game. Obviously, you prefer not to be in, in many, but you will get to those. And I thought that Tannehill was outstanding both on play action and he was outstanding on third down. And the key thing about third down is not just completions. But he was 7 for 10 for 134 yards and a TD on third down. But the important point is six of those seven completions resulted in first down. So to me, it was the passing game that was really critical because we know what they are. They're going to run the ball. You talk about the passing game. Um, Anthony Ferkser stepped up big time in that that game and in that area what did you see from from him because there's been some struggles for him mm-hmm. I mean I think he had not met expectations this season and I think last week we saw a little bit more from him well he had two big third down completion uh receptions uh Don and Ron he had one on the 94 yard second quarter touchdown drive on third and seven and then he had one later on third and six on the fourth quarter touchdown drive and both of those receptions came on seam ball versus cover two so very often that's where you attack because in cover two as they say in the business the middle is open so that's where a lot of quarterbacks attack and and both those receptions as I said third down receptions came versus cover two and essentially in cover two you're beating what we call the middle hole defender it's it's the underneath defender who's playing the middle hole middle seam 
and it's Kirksey for the for the Texans. So, uh, and and the really important thing there is Tannehill. There's a timing involved in those throws because the last thing you want to do is be a beat late because then the safeties can squeeze and close. Uh, and and Tannehill made two really good throws, strong timing and ball placement throws in the middle zone void. But that's where Ferkser made two really big catches. The touchdown he caught was a bust by the defense. Mm. Uh, it still counts, but it was a bust by the defense. <laughs> and, and you yeah, look at that. That doesn't go on the stat sheet, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> it count four. That's a positive. Um, you say about the third down, if this line is intact and moving and communicating the way they are, then you that's what allows for the Houdini plays for Ryan Tannehill when he can break break a tackle. When you don't have to do that 15 out of 15 times in a game and you can do it once. Right. And I, the, the percentage is in your it falls in your favor. And that is that what we will get to see from Tannehill now well, and, being able to be more creative? And you're referring, I'm sure, to the Westbrook Heaney 36 yeah. yarder in the fourth quarter yeah. when it looked like he was sacked by Martin and he broke <laughs> yeah. the pocket to the right and he hit it. Westbrook Heaney, you know, in the outside, deep outside void in cover two. Mm. Um, the thing is, is, you know, those plays kind of happen naturally. You, you can't go into a game thinking, hey, we're going to make these kinds of plays. Right. And that's the way we have to win. Um, but those plays just come naturally. And and obviously, they're they're very demoralizing to a defense. Look, Tannehill does have the ability to save plays with his legs. We've mm-hmm. seen that since he became the starter. So uh, when when the situation demands and obviously you hope it doesn't demand very often, but when the situation demands, he does have that ability to save plays. What stood out to you the most on tape in that play? I mean, obviously we all thought he was buried. Mike Keith made the call that he's buried. Right, right, (laughs) right, right. What stood out to you the most when you went back and watched it on the tape and slowed it down? Well, you know, obviously I saw it live as well, so I knew that it happened. So when I saw it on the tape, you know, it, it just surprised me even more because it really did look like he was buried. And, and then all of a sudden he appeared um, and, and, and he actually made a very good throw as well. I mean, that was not just then a short little throw. He threw the ball down the field. Um, and very often that happens. You know, normally when quarterbacks break the pocket on, on second reaction movement like that, very rarely do you see them throw checkdowns. You know, usually something breaks at the intermediate or deeper deeper levels, and that's exactly what happened on that play. So it, it's interesting, and I know you don't jump into these lists and hypotheticals and all this. <laughs> st- I know you don't, but just to set up this question, because I'm curious when you watch Tannehill on tape, like ESPN, you know, the whole stats analytics department ranked all 14 of the playoff quarterbacks. Tannehill came in at nine. Um, what, and, does that, and, what does that even mean? I, well, <laughs> no, I mean, it's a serious question. Point. I'm not I'm yeah. not knocking. Look, Don, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I know people love lists. Believe me, I get all that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that means, in, you know, ultimately. Well, so, yes, and I agree with you, but (laughs) what they did is they took QBR, they took, you know, quarterback rating, they evaluated efficiency with, like, completion percentage over expectation, all of this, right? And and I know you're like, hey, just watch the tape. Like, what is the definition of expectation? I don't even know. I don't even know what this is, you know? (laughs) I feel like I'm back in college, you know, and then professors (laughs) just keep saying, you got to keep asking why, why? 
why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't even know what this stuff means. But <laughs> this, all of this, this cracks me up because Kosol is like the most intelligent football mind ever, by the way. But so this is my question. When you watch Tannehill in his game as a whole, right. what stands out as a weakness? What is it about Tannehill's game that I guess people uh, maybe discredit him or don't give him what I think the credit he deserves as a quarterback. Well, like, here's how I'll answer that, Don. He's in a specific kind of offense. So what what a lot of people say about Tannehill, because I hear it, and there's no answer to this for sure, because I was not with him in Miami every day. Um, I've talked to coaches who were, and I know what they've told me, but he's also uh, more of a veteran player now. But he is in an offense that starts with the run. So play action is a critical piece of what he does. Uh, defenses play a certain way because of Derrick Henry. So you very often get predictable fronts, predictable coverages, particularly in normal down and distance situations. So he can execute extremely well, given all those parameters. And I'm probably there are probably more that we just don't have time for right now. So the question with Tannehill becomes, what would Tannehill be in an offense where he had to be the driving force in a true drop back pass game on a regular basis? In some ways, we don't know the answer to that, Don. So, so people and we don't have to, right? We don't have to at this point. Now, maybe we get into a game in the playoffs where, for whatever reason, uh, all of a sudden the game's twenty to nothing, and Der- and they can't run with Derrick Henry at all. Maybe they get into one of those games, and all of a sudden Tannehill's got to be a drop back quarterback where the threat of the run game and the play action element is not relevant to that specific game. Now. If that happens, one game is certainly not enough to judge the whole his whole career. If he doesn't play well, you can't say, aha, that proves it. Yeah. Because he's not being asked to do that on a regular basis. So, you know, but that would be the, the debate about Ryan Tannehill and why some might say he's not a high, high-level quarterback. Now, he's a good throw of the football. To me, this is an unanswerable question right now because he's, <laughs> he's not in that offense. I mean, we're not going to say, obviously, we're not going to say he's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to say that. Right. You know, and, nobody and he's is, certainly yeah. not as gifted physically as Josh Allen, who's the most physically gifted quarterback in football. So he's not that guy. But mm-hmm. in the context of this offense, with what he's asked to do, for the most part, he's a very efficient player. Now, I don't think he had his best year this year relative to last year, by the way. And we've discussed that. Right. Yeah. Right. But you walk away from it saying that, this is the gift and the curse of what he's been blessed with, in a sense. Correct. You left Miami, where you had to be the guy, but you didn't have the weapon. You come to the Titans, where you got a really strong running game, and you can depend on that and lean on that, and that will carry you over yeah. the hump and then hit your weapons. Right. And, and you know, you guys don't have a professional baseball team, but it's like in baseball, when a guy who bats seventh on a team with a lot of good hitters hits 30 home runs and knocks in 90 runs, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he's a free agent, so somebody signs him saying, hey, he had 30 30- homers and knocked in 90 runs, he's now, our, we are signing him to be our number three hitter. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know if he could be your number three hitter because he hasn't really been asked to, maybe he can be, right. but you know, maybe when he gets to be the number three hitter, he doesn't do it. You know, you don't really know the answer to those questions. So it becomes just pure speculation. 
you know, it becomes expectation, whatever right. that means. <laughs> Efficiency over yeah. expectation, right, right, right. whatever that means. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a, a scenario, you know, oh, if they're down 20 to zero, obviously you look at where this Titans defense is right now. I thought in the Houston game, though, you saw a little bit of a lull from that defense, especially at the start of the second half. What did you see uh, on the tape defensively at the start of the second half? Yeah, you know. Titans? I mean, obviously they came back and, and I thought Davis Mills made some really good throws, some really good yeah. throws against zone coverage. You know, that that kid fascinates me. I'm, I know they fired David Culley today. I'm very curious to see who they hire and what the thought process is with Davis Mills. But obviously for the Titans, that's neither here nor there. But the point is, he made but some real really quick on Mills. Like, I mean, what did you think about him? Can he be a starting a legit starting quarterback? Well, I think that his tape from this year suggests he can. Um, I don't know if you guys know much about him. He came out of the Atlanta, Georgia area as the number one quarterback recruit in the country, committed early to Stanford. So the SEC schools stayed off of him because he committed early, only started 11 games at Stanford. I happen to know uh, someone on the Stanford coaching staff well and they were really excited to work with him this year and were very very surprised he came out but as you guys saw and and did he play twice against you guys this year or just once no it's at once Taylor's Taylor right that's what I thought I forgot but yeah but I'm sure from watching this game you saw that he looks the part he's a big kid he's imposing he in the pocket he looks good he has an easy delivery the ball comes out he's got a good arm I would say he's has functional mobility. He's not a runner. He's not a scrambler, but he can use his legs effectively. I mean, you saw that on the seven yard touchdown to Amendola in the fourth quarter where he moved left, kept his eyes up, saw the field. But in general, he's a pocket guy for the most part. And he made some really good throws against zone, specific concepts, what we call a dagger concept, which is a, a go from the inside and a dig from the outside. He made, you know, he just, he has a good feel for, for playing quarterback. So he made some good throws against zone coverage. That does happen. And then the touchdown he threw to Amendola in the fourth quarter, uh, that was a slot fade. Molden went out to play before, and Jackson was playing slot on that particular play. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that this game proves that there's weaknesses with their defense. Although I will say I don't think the pass rush was quite as, as dominant in this given game. And they're predominantly a 4D line pass rush team. Let, let me ask you this real quick, Greg, before you before you leave us. Um, I got to hit on it. Seven Pro Bowlers, you got the MVP candidate. The coach go down to Jacksonville. What did Jacksonville? Did they just hit Jacksonville? Just hit the coats in the mouth? Or? You know, I'm going to tell you honestly because I don't make stuff up. Because that game is not relevant to my week because it's now playoff time. <laughs> yeah, I did not watch that tape, okay. so I'm just being honest. You guys know me well that. enough to know that I don't make that stuff up. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I can accept I just, it. You know, I had so much to watch this week because they were a rematch. So not only did I have to watch tape of all the teams that are in the playoffs, but there were rematches. So I had to go back through some, you know, the first t- times they played. So I just didn't get to the to the Colts Jaguars because they're not playing anymore this year. And Greg, I, I couldn't blame that. you. Like it, no, the NFL wasn't even they wasn't even paying attention to it. They I think they right, right, right. box as the coach. All I can winning. tell you is we here at NFL Films were very unhappy because of hard knocks in season. You know, we were hoping the Colts would be in the playoffs. So, so oh, yeah. we, we haven't been real happy here at NFL Films since mm-hmm. uh, Sunday, but 
you know, life does go on. <laughs> no yeah, that makes sense. All right. On the way out, um, Greg Cosell, also the executive producer and analyst for NFL Matchup. You kind of mentioned it. Um, and you guys are busy this week because you go through all six games. So yes. I guess big picture question for you. What's the most intriguing this weekend? Well, I'm intrigued. You know, everybody. it's very personal for everybody. I'm fascinated by two games in particular, um, the 49ers at the Cowboys and the Eagles at the Bucks, mm. because, you know, I think everybody's going to assume that they, the Bucks are going to kill the Eagles. But that Eagles run game is really difficult to defend their their gun run game. You know, they put Hertz in, in the shotgun, the zone read element, the inside zone element to it because they are big up front i'm fascinated with the big boys up front with the eagles the mayaladas the landon dickersons versus you know vita vea mm. and dominican sue i mean i think you know I'm, I'm i don't pick games as you know so i'm not going to sit here and say well i think the eagles could upset them i, I right. think it's going to be very intriguing and then of course the cowboys and the 49ers the 49ers are a fascinating team right now, the most overlooked element, because everybody focuses on Jimmy G and Debo, rightly so, um, is their front six. They're down four and Warner and Greenlaw, who came back this week. That is as good a front six over the last month. You know, Greenlaw just came back. But, I mean, that down group has played so, so well. They have been dominant. Mm. Nice. I love it. Always love your time. Hey, this time next week, we'll be talking about whoever the Titans opponent is, and we can break down that matchup. Can't I know. Wait. I'm looking forward to that, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Our favorite, Greg Cassell, executive producer, NFL matchup, senior producer, NFL films. Always appreciate your time. Have a good week. Enjoy the games, Greg. Okay. You too, guys. Thanks. All right.